When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, I'm Dan from Desert Island Dicks. In this episode, I'm joined by comedian Suze Kempner, and we had a lovely time talking about the worst people and things she could be stuck with on an island. So hopefully you'll enjoy it as much as I did. Don't forget you can have your say on who and what you think is a dick by submitting your choice at dickspod.com contact, and we could be sharing them with the world on our weekly companion podcast, Compact Dicks. I'm a little hungover at the moment and I'm kind of struggling to remember what to say in this bit. But what would be lovely is if you subscribe to this podcast and left us a review because it's really helpful and we very much appreciate it. So why not give us an early Christmas present and do that? In the meantime, we'll keep pumping out episodes of Desert Island Dicks for you to enjoy. So let's hear one now with Suze Kempner. Hi, I'm Dan Benedictus and welcome to Desert Island Dicks, the show that sees you marooned on a desert island after a plane crash with the worst people and worst things imaginable. Who they are and why they're a dick is up to our guest and here to share their Desert Island Dicks with us today is actor, musician and comedian Suze Kempner. How are you doing? Oh, I'm great, thanks. Thanks for having me. It's a shame I've ended up in this predicament, but you know... <laughs> Why make a why make a bad situation good when we can make it even worse? Well, exactly. By spending it with the worst possible things and people. Yeah, and maybe you know from your discomfort will come the pleasure of of many people listening. I'm sure. So, you know, <laughs> and I get yourself. to finish it and then go. Oh no, it's all right. I'm just in my house with none of those people. Yeah, it was all a dream. Yeah. That lovely narrative <laughs> device. Yeah. <laughs> uh, now, uh, at the minute, when we're, we're talking over Zoom and I can see you've got a lovely festive jumper on. You've got oh, a cup yeah, of tea. I've got you my sonic like... Christmas jumper. <laughs> <laughs> so you're looking kind of upbeat and happy. I mean, are you normally an upbeat, happy person? Did you find it difficult compiling your list of dicks today? Uh, it was surprisingly easy. There were, like, particularly getting the people together. Mm. Um, that was real simple. Uh, to cut it down from a great number of people but some of them have fallen into the same category so I thought no I'll just get the worst one from each category so that but it made me happy because I'm generally uh, I am a generally upbeat person in most areas (laughs) (laughs) good okay cool well let's dive straight in then who's going to be your first dick joining you on the island well my first one is Rishi Sunak uh, because I'm Okay, so obviously we've got um, Kingpin Boris Johnson, Mm. which I think would be a lot of people's first go-to choice. But Rishi Sunak's on like the down low because a lot of people who aren't necessarily supporters of the current cabinet, they do say things like, I think Rishi though, out of all of them, he's the one I trust. And that makes me trust him less because I know that he's got 10 houses in London alone and he like runs grouse shoots. So this guy, I've got nothing in common with him. <laughs> mm. 
And he thinks that everyone really likes him. And that's going to be an awful combination when we're stuck on the desert island. Also, he won't be able to do anything. <laughs> well, I, there was a bit when he first sort of came along and everyone started going, oh, he's he's quite dishy. He looks quite smart. Oh. And then do you remember everyone suddenly realised that because um, he was just speaking in isolation at a dispatch box, no one realised yeah. that he was really small and it was kind we, of out of proportion. Then we saw him walking yeah. along with the rest of the cabinet and everyone went, oh, he's tiny. I know, it looks like your little brother's first day at school. He, he um, we, I think we need to get over this thing where we, uh, what would be the, like lust after politicians. Mm. I know why it happens, but I think they're not there for us to find deeply attractive, apart from Barack Obama, obviously, but, you know, he had two options, like, be movie star, be president. He mm. picked the other one. Pick the, he picked the wrong one. Um, <laughs> but, re, like, we've got to stop just lusting after politicians because they're not there to do that job, and I mm. think it makes us forgive too much. Like, I know a guy who finds Dominic Robb extremely attractive. Oh, no. And I think there's something terrible about that in every way, particularly it's like he isn't. Yeah. yeah. I just... I, I, <laughs> if he was just an actor, he wouldn't. <laughs> he just looks like a school bully, though, I think. I think oh, it's that yeah. thing of, like, you don't expect people in that position to be attractive in any way at all. So yeah. it's like with your teachers, like... You know, someone might yeah. go, you go, oh, that one's quite attractive. And like, but in the real world, probably not. It's just because you're so bored, you <laughs> yeah. know, paying attention at school or watching the news that you kind of go, oh, That's maybe, it. yeah. Yeah, all the guys in my, in year nine, we had a science teacher join called Miss Howell. And she was, I mean, she was probably like 24, but they all were like, whoa, Miss Howell, Miss Howell. And honestly, like... Uh, it had that exact thing. It was just, no, she's the one young, normal-looking woman in this entire place. That's <laughs> yeah. all it is. Yeah, yeah <laughs> definitely. So, yeah, Rishi Sunet. So, I think, um, yeah, I think there's he's he manages to sort of get away with a lot. He does sort of fly under the radar a little bit, doesn't mm. he? So, it's like, and every now and again when there's, like, a cabinet you distrust, but there's one member who seems all right, it's like, yeah. he's still kind of going along with everything. So. Yeah, he's there for a reason. He got he managed to get in there for a reason. Also, he really, he's very keen on withholding a lot of stuff that would help. Uh, certainly people like me, I don't want to comment on your financial situation, but, <laughs> <laughs> he want, but he's desperate to withhold it. And then at the last minute, he comes out and goes, good news, guys, I'm... Uh, I'm going to cover the next couple of months. And everyone goes, oh, Kalu Kale. <laughs> Thank you, Rishi. So I just, I think it would be, I think he'd be uh, an awful person to be on Desert Island with. He's not used to um, slumming it for a start. Mm. Uh, he's not used to fending for himself. So he'd be rubbish at that. And he'd do something like, he'd bring back, uh, you know, like a piece of firewood he found and then spend the next three days going, you're welcome, you're welcome. <laughs> and I, I would hate that. Yeah, definitely. I think, yeah, as well, like, he doesn't sort of seem... I mean, he just doesn't seem like he'd have any good chat either. You know, like, if you kind of got yeah. away from all the politics and you're like, let's just get on with things, we're all here on the island, we're all levelled now. He just seems like somebody who's like, you know, would potentially be quite nice but pretty bland. You know, that's it. Yeah, yeah. I think I, I, I don't think he'd have good chat. That is a good point too, because you're going to need it mm. on the island with no Netflix. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and not not a very physical person. I think I just can't imagine being very active. No, doing useful stuff. He'd say things like, "We go look. Can you go and chop that wood?" I'm very fixated on the fact we'd need firewood. Mm. Uh, but I, I, you know, you hand him an axe. Say, "Can you chop that firewood, please, Rishi?" And he'd come back three minutes later, just like clutching his shoulder, going, "Oh God, it, like it's awful." And he'd name some 
injury that he has that has a special name and he'd go mm. like I, I can't do it I've got shoulder tunnel or something <laughs> so we can't so then we okay fine we'll get someone else to chop the wood yeah no I think that's a very good choice yeah I think it's just always the ones in the background like at least if you're yeah. overtly being a dick you're like right you know who you are but that's this it guy, yeah see and Preeti Patel of... I reckon she'd go chop some wood <laughs> yeah probably just furiously she's, she's, pre- she's pregnant with pure evil but she'd go chop wood Boris Johnson I think at least he would tell jolly stories mm. um I'd hate them but I'd love to hate them you know because he's he's not going to run anything on the island he can't be in charge of my money on the island there is no money whereas Rishi Sunak oh he's he'd be unable to cope and unable to be any fun yeah. Okay, good. So Rishi joins you on the island then. Yeah. Who's who's the next person to join you? Okay, next person joining me on the island, and I'm I'm slightly worried about this one, mm-hmm. uh, but it's Scylla Black. Okay. Okay, so uh, unlikely she is dead, but uh, I heard that when she was alive, she was horrible. <laughs> <laughs> and it's another one who she'd, she'd come on with all the charm, and then when you least expect it, then she'd be extremely vicious. And I wouldn't like that at all. And I think she'd team up with Rishi and they'd end up being like very passive aggressive bullies. Mm. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, she's someone, I mean, she's so good at sort of doing the patter of kind of getting to know you as like, she'd start off, I imagine, treating you like a contestant. That's it, yeah. And just sort of going, where are you from? Lovely to hear. <laughs> but, but I think once that ran out and then she realised that you couldn't sort of wait on her hand and foot, I imagine yeah. like... There must be a diva in there, I think. Oh, had, yeah. Had well, been a diva in there. I know, I know some people who work with her and said, oh, she's horrible. Also, you know the Chuckle Brothers? Mm. <laughs> um, they have another two brothers who are in a duo. No. <laughs> yeah, they, yeah, for real. They're, who, they, and everyone talks about both these pairs of brothers who are all Chuckle Brothers, but one, two of them are not called Chuckle Brothers, about how nice they are. They always say, like, oh, they're so lovely. And these two in particular... They've not got a bad word to say about anyone except Scylla Black, who they, they called the C word. <laughs> wow. She drew that out of them. And I'm not talking about Scylla. Not, that's not the C word. <laughs> it's quite good, though. Now that you know she's horrible, you can go around calling people a Scylla. Yeah, yeah. I, think I can't it do was... you for it. Now, I feel like... I mean, luckily, I think you can't lie, you can't slander the dead, can you? So we're sort of okay now. No, I think we're okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think, I'm sure it was Scylla Black I heard that um, in her green room or her dressing room, she would take everything. Like, like if you bought her flowers, she'd take the vase as well. Like, like it would that look, sounds, like, an, yeah, I've heard look this. like an empty blank room after Scylla had been in there. And I That's quite it. like that. But then, then you hear in interviews, she'd like make out how down to earth she was. And, and apparently she really wasn't. She'd like be in interviews going... Oh, I'm just simple me, I just love mushrooms on toast and stuff like that. And then uh, you hear about she was in Panto and like none of the ensemble were allowed to look at her. Um, she had to, none of them were allowed to walk past her dressing room. Mm. And she was on 20 grand a week. <laughs> wow. You, you love, I love it when you hear those sort of things about uh, famous people and it's like, oh yeah, on set they've got this thing, you're not allowed to look at them. And I always wonder like, there must be a point where you start off going, imagine having that in your in your claws, and then you speak to another mm. big actor, and they're like, oh, uh, don't bother, you, you're going to have to ask the runner because they're not allowed to look at me. And you're like, how did you get yeah. them to persuade them over time? You're like, I'm going to get that in my next contract. That's it. Like, what gave you the idea? Yeah. Because sometimes when, you know, when when the office, when I still had to go into the office, which obviously I don't now. Right. You know, there's some mornings I wouldn't mind having a clause in my contract like that. Like, nobody, no, you know, yeah. like, 
I think that's where it comes from. Just deal with the big stuff. Yeah, because I heard... Okay, so it's Eddie Murphy, who I love. I love Eddie Murphy. I think he's brilliant. But he was in a, a film with a guy called Paul Shear, who um, he's podcaster, comedian, actor. And he had a very small part in that awful Meet Dave film. And Paul Shear's huge Eddie Murphy fan. And they were shooting all day with like Eddie Murphy body doubles and he had like 10 different ones so one looks like the back of his head and one would do be his shoulder and that kind of thing and then then it was time for Eddie Murphy to come down and shoot his scene and they were all going all the crew were right right Mr Murphy's coming down do not talk to him uh if he is helping himself to the food table or whatever don't go over and talk to him there um your when it's time to shoot your lines if he's just doing his lines you just stand out of his vision and Paul Shear was like oh this is so sad he's one of my heroes and he's obviously mm. a massive dick and he came down introduced himself to every person on set in person and he said to Paul Shear he went oh um, I'm so glad you're working on this I love this and he named like a film Paul Shear had mm. done he went, I thought you were brilliant in that I'm so glad that you're working on this and he couldn't be nicer all day now I heard that and went oh how lovely but that means there are two versions of Eddie Murphy. There's that one, or there's the version that comes down. It's like, nobody look at me, nobody mm. talk to me. So I think that's probably where it comes from. Yeah. Someone yeah, gets I mean, to be a big enough star and have a bad enough day. <laughs> yeah, because I wonder if there's like, sometimes the decisions just get, like you've got really, really keen PAs who just take it there one step further and be like, oh, he complained about waiting for the lift that time. So I'll make mm. sure the lift is... I'll always make sure someone runs ahead and gets the lift for them and holds it so that he never... Do you know what I mean? You're yes. like, are you just trying to make his life easier? Or does he know that he's like, you've made yeah, him into a dick? Yeah, maybe it's that. Well, I don't know. But then... Because I've never heard stories of Eddie Murphy being an asshole on set. I've heard him making terrible movies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Maybe it's just like, you just think, you know, like, as I said, if I had the option one day to switch everybody off in the office and just not make any small talk. <laughs> yeah. And someone said, you, we can do that. We can put it in your contract. Yeah. I'd go, yeah, like at least Monday morning, Friday afternoon, put that in my contract. Like, That's nobody nice, Nobody to look at Dan. Um, yeah. There, well, yeah. there were five years I worked for a law firm and um, all those people didn't understand me and I didn't understand them. But I'd be in the kitchen sometimes and there was one guy who worked there and every time he came in to the kitchen, or, and I had to do a lot of photocopying, it was a, I was a very, very important mm. member of the team. Uh, every time he walked past, he'd go, same, same, um, what's the word? You know, same like tune to what yeah. he, how he'd say it. Hey, how's it going? Every time. And there's nothing wrong with it. And it's perfectly nice. And it got to the point I'd be like, I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> I hated the job. And he always asked in the exact same way. And it wasn't his fault. But if I could have switched him off, yeah, that mm. would have been amazing. And yeah. I was an admin girl. <laughs> and, just, and just all the people that, you know, when you say, you're right, they actually tell you if they're all right or not. Oh, it's like, no, I meant yeah. like, hello. You know the way yeah. we've been doing in this country for fucking years. Come on. <laughs> yeah. right. You know Don't how it works. I actually want to know how you are. Yeah. Oh, and they've all, oh, my knee, it's my knee. And also my, my it's going all day down my shin. You're like, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but Scylla Black then. So we reckon Black, like, yeah. she just, yeah. I mean, she's not going to get stuck in. You've got Rishi not no. really getting stuck in. Scylla's mm-hmm. not because even if she's the nicest woman in the world, she, I mean, she's dead. But let's pre- yeah, pretend you've adorable. got her at the age. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll pretend you've got her at the age she died at. So whatever, like, I don't know. Oh, she must 80, have been in her 70s or something, 80, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Not going to be that useful. Um, mm. And then I think 
Yeah, I, I imagine as well, like she's probably got a million showbiz anecdotes. But That's I think true. You get the feeling that you want the ones where it's like something quite bawdy and rude happening, but she just wants to tell you about Burt Bacharach all the time. Oh, and also, do you know what she'd do? She'd be like Alan Partridge. Every story would end with, needless to say, I had the last laugh. <laughs> yeah. be, every story ends with her coming out on top. Yeah, because I sort of feel like we all see her as blind date. You know, like Saturday evenings, blind day. Yeah. But I think she sees herself as like up there with Dusty Springfield, sort of Burt Bacharach yeah. era, like a bit of a legend. Yeah, the grand dame kind of mm. thing, and I think that's going to clash quite quickly. And she's like, "Stop asking about Graham from Blind Date." <laughs> yeah, she hates to talk about Blind Date. Yeah, that's yeah. what it would be. And she would be quite mean, and then Rishi would see that and go, "Yeah," and then they'd become friends, mm. and they'd be like two school bullies yeah 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 fair enough okay good <laughs> look at me i'm five foot one look at me going haha that's short again <laughs> <laughs> okay, who's going to be the third person joining you then okay it's a very obvious choice mm. super obvious choice but my reason is different to what you'd expect it's donald trump right okay obviously it's donald trump he's awful he's currently um the most famous bad guy in the world. He's such a piece of shit. But my reason I don't want to be on a desert island with him is, have you seen when he's not being interrupted by the press and he's just talking freely and sometimes when he's got a softball interview and he's just talking freely on Fox or whatever, he is a real dullard. Like, that man is so boring. He is like every guy you've been stuck next to at a wedding, like, Mm. oh, this is my uncle, um... And and you're like, oh, nice to meet you. And then he just talks to you about golf for yeah. an hour and a half and doesn't ask you one question about yourself. That's what you'd be stuck with on a desert island with Donald Trump. Definitely. Yeah, it's it's weird with him because, like, often you can't even... He's, he's so rambling and tangential. Yeah. You can't even follow what he's saying. So it's sort of like speaking to a toddler because you're like, yes. are you... Is this something you saw on TV or something that happened at nursery? I'm not sure. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Oh, now it's turned into a story that wasn't about either of these uh, yeah. things. Okay, um, and then you go, you have to go to the parents, don't you? Go right. Who is Eddie the Golden Guy? And they're like, oh, that's he made up Eddie the Golden Guy because he saw C3PO, and you know, yeah. you have to like decipher it through people who know. But there wouldn't be anyone who knows him there. We wouldn't like wouldn't have Ivanka there saying, oh, he's just talking about some embezzlement he did once. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, I always think with this island, you know, you do your best to try and just get along, and maybe yeah. someone like Rishi and Scylla eventually that might be possible. <laughs> but with, with Donald, like, it will never ever be possible yeah. until he just dies or is killed. You know? He'd do a lot of screaming. I think. I think he'd. Um, I think he'd like do a lot of that. I'll kill myself stuff, and then mm. storm off down the beach, and be, we'd be expected to follow him and be like, "Please don't kill yourself." But he's never gonna. He's saying it so you follow him. Don't yeah. do it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's such a. I mean, already it's been like a few weeks now since the election, and already I've sort of forgotten what it was like to live with that constant hate. You know, like yeah. I didn't realize how big a thing it was in my life until it was switched off, and I went, "It's yeah." Ah. You know, like... Oh yeah, I, I watch the news, I'm a bit of a news junkie and I'll sit there with various different news channels on, like Grandad from Only Fools and Horses, <laughs> like five different tellies on. So I, I'll have American news rolling and particularly around the election, obviously, and it feels so quiet because we heard him talking every day for over four years and yeah. he's gone so quiet and it's 
really like a deafening silence. I know. And the amount so of... So imagine having to have it back on an island. Oh, <laughs> man. Yeah, exactly. It would just be... Oh, it would just be horrible. And like every time yeah. you go, shall we just kill him? Because I wouldn't feel bad. <laughs> because of I all wouldn't the times... miss him. Yeah, I mean, there was loads of times he's in power and I thought if he died, this would help more people yeah. than it hurt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now he's on an island. I mean, it's not a direct thing, but at least he was bad. But now it is sort of like murder without a sort of... Could I eat can't... him. Yes, yes. I imagine it'd be very sort of... Um... <laughs> Because he obviously does no exercise and he's really overweight. Yeah, so it's, he'd it's, be quite muttony. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, would he be stringy or just really soft, but soft to a <laughs> point where it's like, this isn't good. You know, it's like... Horrible. Yeah, it's like, you know, like, like uh, the uh, lard, or, like the fat on, on ham. Yeah. You know, it's Ooh, like fat yeah. on bacon's all right when it's kind of crisp, but you know, it's just like that white sort of And, and sort of mealy and powdery. Yeah, I don't, I don't want it. I won't kill him. I've decided I won't kill him. Hmm. Um, but I will have to suffer his... He, how boring he is yeah. boring tantrums and think of like him and Rishi having a chat and then Rishi would come over and go <laughs> you never guess what Donald said it was so funny and he'd say something that was like it wasn't <laughs> funny at all like Rishi would suck up to him um, Scylla would start going Scylla would start calling us like as in I mean I've decided there's also like a total group of people like me there as well it's not it's just me is it but she'd turn it around to you're the true racist she'd turn it around to me <laughs> and then and donald trump would agree because mm. he thinks he's the least racist yeah yeah because i imagine Scylla and donald trump although on paper they seem quite different i mean they have both been kind of <laughs> successful and famous and rich for a lot of their lives and they and clung th- on to that one hairdo for decades <laughs> yeah 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 so uh yeah, I, oh, I don't know. I mean, it's not going to be. It's not going to be pretty. I can't. You know, sometimes no. you can think, well, you could maybe ha- hang out with that one person. But yeah, I think in that, and, and they're quite jar. I mean, yeah, like you say, Rishi would probably integrate himself nicely, and sort of. If nothing else, Rishi seems like he would be polite to everyone and I just think, try and be. Get yeah, along with there people. probably is that, but I don't know. I think there'd be. Um, I think there'd be a bit where you'd go, "Hang on a minute, where where's my dinner?" Mm. And Rishi would go, I had to eat that. And he'd just be like, I had to eat it. Yeah. And he yeah. would never apologise. Because mm. he's got of, ten houses. <laughs> or eat stuff along with Donald Trump and then try and like point at Scylla or something. Oh, like it yeah. Bad. It was Scylla. Yeah. Imagine if they both turned on Scylla mm. and then I'm going, I know what you did. And they're going, oh, well, if you were a feminist, you would have stopped us. They'd say that. They'd say that. kind of, They'd gaslight me yeah. about my feminism. <laughs> <laughs> these guys are horrible yeah not nice people i don't want to be with them on this island <laughs> no i mean it's a mark of uh your success so far in the podcast that you're finding it this uncomfortable already so <laughs> it only shows that you're doing you're doing a good job that's it <laughs> now Suze, mercifully amongst the wreckage of the plane there was some food and drink left over oh, unfortunately fantastic. for you it's your mm. least favorite food and drink in the world what yeah. are they and why are they so bad it's bananas and Southern Comfort. Okay. <laughs> Although thinking about it, the company that I'm now keeping are probably just just glug down on the Southern Comfort. Mm. Like, how bad can it really be? Um, but I, yeah, I hate bananas, and I always have done. Mm. What, I'm really not a fussy in, eater. What is it in particular? That it's really... a combination of the smell, taste, and texture. So it's real, <laughs> a real like trinity of bad news when it comes to bananas. I even when I was two, if my mum because you mash a banana up, mm. great, great easy food, and I would just be like, oh, 
and I'll eat just about anything. So yeah, yeah and it's it's never left me. <laughs> it's an awkward thing because they're quite a useful fruit. I mean, like you know, they're quite they add a lot of yes. body to things. You know, they're sort of a good vehicle for other things, aren't they? They like, come in their own wrapper. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, I wish I liked them very much, and it would be like a real monkey's paw situation to open up a crate go oh i wish there was food available and there is and open it up and it's just bananas yeah 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 um i mean and i, I was going to say good for practical jokes on the other dicks on the island but the problem is like True. can you slip on a banana skin on sand i think oh. one negates the other doesn't it There'd be a rocky area that Rishi would claim and, and call it Rishi Mountain. <laughs> I could put some, I could smear some banana around there and go, mm. go on up Rishi Mountain, mate. Yeah. And, I, and then he'd fall and go, oh, my tunnel shoulder. Ow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think I did actually want to see a woman slip on a banana skin in <gasps> town once. For um, real? I saw her just sort of slip a little, like, she didn't go down, but she just sort of skidded a bit. And then she right. looked down to see what, what she'd stepped on and she's almost like oh wow it does happen (laughs) and we were like this is amazing and she kind of she looked like actually happy that it had happened I like that you know and I I don't think it was just that thing you do when you fuck up in public and you laugh at yourself a bit more to show how fine you are with everything yeah I genuinely got in a sense that she was like oh wicked right that's real Um, and she was quite a sort of tall modelly person who looked very serious so it was even better that she seemed to really enjoy it so oh that's great Mm. there look I've sold I've I've heard of movie pitches being sold on less so I say (laughs) write that movie (laughs) (laughs) the banana yeah she discovered she discovered how to be silly and it changed her life Mm. yeah yeah so I think bananas is a well, I mean in terms of a thing to survive on for a long time I mean it's not good because mm. you hate it I mean otherwise it's yeah. probably not that bad but I think well yeah they're great aren't they bananas they're very nutritious I think you just get loads of conversations about potassium a lot people go oh, yeah. what, what does potassium actually do so I wish we'd <laughs> been through this we don't know oh. no one knows no one understands potassium Doesn't Rishi you're, bo- you're boring and then Donald's off going like I once played a, uh, a banana and a round of golf and I won <laughs> so yeah you've got the little combo and Scylla's there just kicking off calling bananas pricks but hoarding them for herself <laughs> I don't know I don't, and what there'd be a lot no they'd all eat them gladly and there'd be a lot of you can't even taste you won't even taste it just make it part of a smoothie you won't even taste it yeah. they do that which is what everyone does to me and then I'll go oh is this smoothie got banana in and you and they go no and you have a sip you go oh it's got banana in and you go yeah. oh you can't even taste it so I think with Scylla and Banana, I can imagine that Scylla was the sort of person mm. who would always chi- like give you a load of shit if you didn't clean your plate um, and sort yes. of say about when she was growing up and she was like, mm. oh yeah, this used to happen if we didn't clean our plates. But I bet she's yeah. simultaneously really fussy about what she does eat as well. Oh, absolutely. Also, she'd be on about that and go, oh, when I was your age, I'd be glad bananas. And then she voted for Thatcher. Yeah. So... <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so bananas, and then uh, so washing it down with Southern Comfort, then. Yeah, my it's my uh, ex boyfriend. I was with him for years and years, and he loved Southern Comfort. And uh, every so often, he'd be like, "Ooh, I think you should try Southern Comfort again." And as as, the same way with bananas, I hate them, but I'll eat just about anything. Southern Comfort, I think it is disgusting, but I will drink any booze. Mm. I and I can mix together literally any booze, and I'll go. I've made it work in my brain. Um, Southern Comfort, though, I think it is just foul. It tastes like, I can't think. It's it's kind of like 
awful sweets that mm. uh, like like a nan would have. Yeah, and yeah, they, it's kind of sort of like spirits for children, isn't it? It's like junior yeah. spirits. Yeah, with uh, I hate I don't mind that spiced thing either. Mm. Just no, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> I remember a while ago, like they were trying to rebrand it and kind of like or like. I don't know, maybe I hadn't had any branding, but there's suddenly in this big marketing push where they're like, you know, show loads of clips of New Orleans, pretend it's something to do with like jazz and soul, and we're going to yes. call it SoCo. And, yeah. like, and I remember being at a festival when this drive was going on, and loads of like people, you know, giving out samples, like SoCo and Coke. It's like, we're no, oh. no, let's admit this from the beginning. No <gasps> one's ever calling it SoCo and Coke. No, it's not happening. I wonder if my ex like really went for it. It's like, yeah, SoCo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'll ask him. <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah, it's just like being in New Orleans. Have you been yeah. in New Orleans? No, but I've seen no. the adverts. I bet they don't drink it there either. I bet no, they're like, oh, we not. don't drink that. <laughs> that sugary piss. It's like Horrible stuff. Yeah, it's just like thinking about it's making my mouth feel sticky. That's it. And I'll, I like a, a sweet liqueur, but there's something about some comfort. I don't know, it's kind of like, it's like horrible toast that's been rubbed in cinnamon mm. and then golden syrup there. That's Southern comfort. <laughs> but it's, because it's not like, if you have something that's like really sweet, like Bailey's or something, it is just, yeah. you know, that's all right. And if you have it's something that's like whiskey, it's okay. But this is like, what yes. camp are you trying to be in? You, yeah. You know. It's... Make up your mind. Also, I bet it was, I don't know the story of Southern comfort, but I bet it was created in like the Great Depression out of apple cores and old bits of chicken wire and stuff. <laughs> it's like a, it's a stopgap liqueur and then stupid middle class boys at Bournemouth University um, are going, yeah, come on, Suze, have some. It's really nice. Mm. But I think it's just that thing of like, you feel like, there's that point where you're about 18 and like your taste, you know, you do, you like, you might actually like beer and grown up drinks, you know, and you're not, and you can't be seen to drink alcohol pops. So you're like, yeah. but you don't quite like it. Like I remember being like 18 and thinking I like whiskey, but I couldn't drink it straight or without any ice. Gotcha. You know. Oh. And so Southern Comfort's just like, oh, look, I can be this like connoisseur. Uh, quite urbane. Yeah. 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 Oh, that's true. Oh, maybe my oh, maybe my poor ex was just trying to impress me for nine years by drinking Southern Comfort. <laughs> Donald Trump's been like, you know, in the states, what we call it, we call it Soco. You want a Soco? And I'm like, no one calls it that, Donald. <laughs> you just sold it. Yeah, in I, your invented it. Stupid I invented tower. it. I invented Soco. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah, fair enough. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this is, uh, it's, a, it's a very, very good Trump invention. And even, and then me, Rishi and Scylla all just going, oh, sh- Donald, shut up. And we all just get on for one night. He goes walking off down the beach going, I'll kill myself. <laughs> we know he'll be back within an hour. Just like, I didn't. Yeah. But you're lucky. I was so strong <laughs> that when I hanged myself, the whole tree ripped out by its roots because yeah. it couldn't he, oh, take me. Yeah, but what if he then comes back with some coconuts and that's nice. Mm, yeah, yeah. And now suddenly this island is a home. Yeah. <laughs> I think the thing is as well, just thinking of your 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 food and drink choice together is like a really shit daiquiri, isn't it? Like, yeah, that's so it's true. Like just mixing itself inside your stomach. Oh, I hate it. I wish I'd never done this. <laughs> <laughs> We should never made this drink. <laughs> okay. Now, uh, Suze, fortunately, you won't be without entertainment on the island. The plane's entertainment system continues to work, but just your luck, it only has two working settings. One is your least favourite film of all time, and the other is your least favourite song. What are they God and why? damn it. <laughs> okay. Well, the song, to say it's my least favourite song of all time, 
I always find, like, what's the worst film you've ever seen? What's the worst song you've ever heard? Because obviously the worst film you've ever seen is some crap filmed on a video camera that <laughs> somehow did the rounds and it was made for 10p and it never should have seen the light of day. But the worst studio film uh, that I've seen, and I've seen it recently because every Saturday night I do a Zoom with, I've got friends in America and we watch a terrible film together mm. over Zoom. So we watched a few weeks ago a film called Disclosure, which is Michael Douglas and Demi Moore. And it, it's billed as just the most erotic thriller. And so we thought it would be a right laugh. And it is loads and loads of tedious, not even courtroom drama, like mediation <laughs> in an office. There's one sex scene, um, which is just annoying it's annoying it's uh, uh, too much and it's early 90s so it's just all of it's too much uh, and the message of the film is horrendous it's basically going yeah you've heard about sexual harassment in the workplace from women but what if women were all liars and bitches and that's the and it's written by <laughs> michael creighton who did jurassic park and we were watching it is uh shout out to aaron jane and trevor we were watching it and just shouting going no oh my god <laughs> and apparently it was like super panned at the time it was awful it was a real mix of um boring it's got that rishi thing like (laughs) rishi trump silla thing that it's boring as well as being like problematic trash but the other thing about it is it's got real early cgi because the company that the um that demi moore uh pretends that michael douglas assaulted her in because he didn't she engineered the whole thing because that's what women are like Um, (laughs) and That's what women are like. Um, but it takes place and they're like developing new virtual reality software. So Michael Douglas like puts on a VR headset to defeat her at the end. Now, it's fucking crazy and it looks like Encarta Mind Maze, which I don't know if you remember Encarta Mind Maze, but it was great and it shouldn't have its memory sullied by disclosure. So that's the only film we're going to watch. And I just know what would happen. Donald Trump would be sitting there going, yeah, exactly, like spraying banana from his <laughs> mouth, going, yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, yeah. And I'm not looking forward to it. No. Yeah, night because after night. It doesn't sound like a bad film that's sort of fun that you can kind of go, oh, and look, you know, like I watched Hackers recently and had a lovely oh, time. Oh, yeah, that's you know. great, isn't it? And, um, <laughs> Such shite. Yeah, it's like, I mean, I remember loving it when I was young and I was like, yeah. this won't have aged well. And it hasn't, uh, but in a great way, in a way that you're like yeah. messaging your mates going, and then this happens and doing screen grabs. Yes. Whereas yeah. Disclosure sounds boring and shit. It's cr- yeah, it's also like, it's got some crazy bits in it, but by the time you get to them, you just go, no, hang on, wait, I w- but I was really bored and now you're doing this? The movie messes with you. Mm, yeah. It's not right. And as, yeah, as you say, Donald Trump just fight, like, it would just get him going every time. <sighs> he would love that movie. Mm. And I can imagine he says the same thing at every point as if it's the first time he's watching it. And we're like, ah, lawyers, eh? Lawyers, I had a lawyer. Let me tell you something. We know about your lawyers. Shush. Oh, and then a rambling story that we know is a pack of lies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And um, so what would your uh, song choice be then? (laughs) My song choice. So it's it's obviously not the worst song I've ever heard. However, it's a song that I, I, there's so much I hate about it. It's Taylor Swift's Shake It Off. Mm. And the reason I hate it is because it's really goddamn catchy. Like, it's a good pop song. But Taylor Swift, who, like, she's not my kind of artist. 
I wouldn't choose to listen to Taylor Swift, but I get that she's a really good pop artist and a really good pop songwriter. So that's why it annoys me that Shake It Off is her most popular song, because it's a song about how whenever I get criticism, I just shake it off, delivered in the manner of someone who's like, yeah, I don't even care. I just, I don't even care. You can tell I don't care because I'm talking about it so much. And that's how you know I don't even care. Like she cares so much mm. about any media criticism, clearly. And she should just admit it. So the whole song I found irritating because I'm there tapping my feet. And yet I'm very irritated by the lies she is telling during the song. Yeah, that seems, I, I get that totally. I, I also think like, it seems like there's always songs like this now and again where it's like, hey, let's just, you know, like, Black Eyed Peas, Where Is The Love? And you're like... Oh, yeah. It's like, hey, guys, you know, like, racism's, like, stupid, you know? And, like, <laughs> I don't know, like, why it's taken us so long to point it out, but, like, now yeah. we have... They, it's, yeah, you know, it's done in like, a manner of, like... It's done in a manner of, oh, we've we've solved this. Yeah. Okay, like, no, you didn't solve it. <laughs> yeah, it's like... You didn't solve anything. It's like, because, you know, like, I know that... Like, no one's got it sorted, right? It's like, you know, reassure. I once had some therapy, and, like, the first time mm-hmm. I met the therapist, she was having a proper meltdown because she double-booked me and this other guy, and I was like, oh, geez. this is quite good because I know that you're a really normal person, and if I just thought <laughs> that you were this serene person sitting on a cloud, and then, like, we went into the front room where she had the sessions and was like, oh, and someone's left the fucking washing out. Oh, for God's sake, today. Oh, oh God, I need a holiday. And oh, I was like, that's sort of Whoa. therapy in itself. Yeah, I was like, yeah. this is terrifying, but, I mean, <laughs> you seem like you, you kind of wear your colours on your chest. And you Should know, you get a therapist, madam? <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, like, at least I'm like, you're normal. It's not like, oh, well, when I get stressed, you know, I just sort of think of all the goodness in the world. And you're like, oh, mm. God, you prick. Nah. Um, yeah, you don't. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I just don't believe them. And, of course, it's like being a young female pop star, you've got under the most scrutiny possible. Like, yeah. I bet yeah, and she does. She gets to, you know, they. it was whoever she was dating. It's sort of less so now, isn't it? But when that song came out, it was whoever she was dating, it'd be like, oh, she's got another one. And there was always loads of speculation around it. So she released a song going, and I, I don't care. And yeah. the song screamed, I care, I care. Yeah. I care so much. Yeah. Um, it bothers me. <laughs> it's also one of those songs that has been used on so many things from TV and adverts and films that, like... Yeah. You sort of forget it's a real song in its own right because mm. you just sort of it would feel like everything you it turns everything you're doing into like a sort of a bit in a film. You know, it feels yeah. like you're being soundtracked and you were sort of like you know you're chopping wood and then Rishi presses play on that and you're like, oh now it's oh, like a getting along God. montage like cleaning up uh, yeah. the island and like... that's true. Yeah, and it's kind of like yeah, it's really um, quite patronising. It's like oh you. You're having a few issues? Just shake it off. Like, Taylor Swift, some of us can't shake it off in a great big mansion with a pool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like Madonna saying that we're all levelled now by coronavirus. Oh, and what? And do you remember, it was fairly near the beginning. It was like early May, I think, but Madonna went, I just go for a drive to get away from it all. And I know that's quite a brave thing to do, but I just go for a drive. It's like, it's not brave to go for a drive during coronavirus, Madonna. It's not in the air. Yeah. This isn't Stephen King's The Stand. It's not just everywhere. Now. Yeah, it's like it's brave to go in a minivan full of people from a care home. Yes, exactly. You know, that's that's yeah, braver. That's much but I, bet, braver. <laughs> but I don't think that's what Madonna does. No, sitting there in a very expensive open-top car going, yeah. I'm so brave to just drive around. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
come back to loads of butlers clapping her bravery. Yeah, they're all like single tier. <laughs> well done. Well done. Good for you, Madge. <laughs> okay, now, look, Suze, finally, the island is overrun by the biggest dick of all the animals. Which animal okay. is it and why? Right. This, I know, is going to be a controversial choice, mm. but I felt I couldn't do this podcast and not be honest. Um, I might get cancelled for this, but it's dogs. Dogs, yeah. Right. I know people love dogs uh, and they think dogs are very special and they write things on Twitter like, we don't deserve dogs. And I truly don't think I deserve dogs. They are so... Right, I love my cats and they can be really annoying. When my cats are annoying me, I put them outside Mm. and I give myself a break. Can't do that with a dog. Because if you put a dog outside, it'll probably go get run over. Someone will find it and go, you poor thing, you've been abandoned. And then the dog will act traumatised for the next few hours when you eventually have to take it back. Mm. Also, I mean, they are unbelievably needy dogs. They can't do anything for themselves. And I I think this says more about me than it does about dogs, but I don't want anything that loves me too much. (laughs) Yeah, I always think this. It's unnatural. It's like people go, oh, you know, you've been out the house for an hour and they come back and they greet you like a long-lost friend. It's like, just if you knew a person like that, I've met people like this, and you're like, what what the fuck is up with you? Oh, my God. Imagine it was like a partner who was like that. You'd be like, oh, got mm. a stage four clinger. Yeah, it'd be like living with a sort of American publicist, being like, that was so great. Everything, (laughs) that was so great. Did you see the way you did? Oh, that was amazing. This is amazing. (laughs) Yeah, I don't like it. I don't like the way, because I've had to house it. I, I, I actually like dogs but I just never want to own one I've had to house it for people before and they've got a dog and it's a lovely dog but you'll be watching TV and you go oh I'll just get up and go to the kitchen and you get up and the dog like runs after you and it it doesn't take long before you're going can I just have five fucking minutes (laughs) (laughs) they're too much dogs are too much (laughs) yeah I agree I think also it feels like you know I know that obviously any domesticated animal needs that, that, that symbiotic relationship and they need us as well you know they probably yeah. couldn't survive on their own that much but with dogs mm. I'm like what is your game plan with the shit because like ah, we agree. clean up your shit <laughs> and if there was just dogs everywhere like what was their game plan in evolutionary terms like they, yeah. they would not be because it's not like they're going to limit their breeding so there's going to be dogs fucking everywhere and what no. happens just shit everywhere like what are you going to yeah. do with that what's your evolutionary plan just get humans that's it yeah that is absolutely it they are just pooping idiots (laughs) (laughs) and people go oh but dogs love you cats don't my cats they love me but they also as you can see behind me they know to give me a break sometimes yeah i'm i'm the one who's too much to my cats but it's like they're just the right amount of love they come sit next to you uh my other cat i am very irritated by him a good 15 times a day and I'm like oh Freddie and he never takes it personally Mm. or acts traumatized because their cats are very secure um they're not needy and they are not self-centered in the same way that dogs are yeah I agree I will die on this hill (laughs) (laughs) no but that's the thing it's just like but and because I think cats by their nature can be such dicks 
Like if you're mm. a dick to a cat, like if a cat's sitting on your lap and is really comfy and then you just suddenly yeah. get up when it's asleep and move it off. It's and it goes, like, Ooh. yeah. <laughs> and, but you know, it's kind of like, well, that's all right. I'll do the same to you. You know, yeah. fuck, fuck you. Fuck everyone. They're like nihilists. Absolutely. Like my, my cats would not be bothered by that at all. They'd be initially like, oh, I don't believe this. When you're back and you sit back down, they're fine. Yeah. It might also be something yeah. from like sleeping for 22 hours a day. So it's like, yes. oh, this part of this nap has been mildly interrupted. <laughs> Very oh, well. chilled. You know, they're also entertaining. Some... You don't have to walk them. Cat, I mean, I don't want to be the stand up comedian that's like, hey, cats are different to dogs. But <laughs> <laughs> they're like, we got a. Bit, I live with my mum because everything's going very well. We, we got a rolled up bit of silver foil. We threw it on the ground. The cats went to town on it earlier for a good, like, 30, 40 minutes. It was yeah. great. Yeah. We got to watch that. Yeah, it's good, yeah. And that, <laughs> the that, dog would need a walk. I know, and just and everything's wet and smelly. You know, like, you throw a dog, yeah, for, they throw stink. a ball for a dog, and you think, this is fun, and then it's, like, wet. Mm. And you, well, I guess you yeah. get those stick scooper things, but I've got to carry that around. Absolutely. Being and then they don't come back dog. with a ball. So what? Oh, I don't understand people who let they that happen. jump up. They they jump up and they've got their claws aren't sharp, but they're very hard and they hurt when they rake down your legs. Mm. Um, I'm sick of dogs. <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. I I'm sick can... of having to agree that dogs are special. Yeah. I, I don't. <laughs> I was in the park yesterday, very hungover with my son, right. and I saw this massive great Alsatian, but it had mm-hmm. the bark of a very small, like, yappy dog, and I was oh. like, what the fuck's going on there? That's interesting. That's, not right. That's something weird. And then I saw it again, and it had a mm. big dog's bark, and I was like, that's something going on there. So I'm worried it's that they're lying, slowly... lying, like Scylla. Yeah, I'm worried they're slowly becoming sentient. I mean, well, they are sentient, yeah. but, you know, like, like a but bit cleverer. Mean. And, um, oh no, I don't want that. I don't want them getting smart. Or maybe that was like an alien trapped in a dog, and that, it wasn't quite. You know, it was working out the yeah. glitches or something. So uh, I can't stop I'm thinking worried. about it. Okay. <laughs> I don't want to be on the island with these dogs. Yeah, it's really stayed with me. I'll be honest. <laughs> <laughs> Um, well, Suze, listen, you've done a brilliant job with, um, you know, picking an island full of awful people and things, so well done. I can only applaud you. And uh... This would be some people's dream island, wouldn't it? There'd be, like, someone who is a, uh, from Middle England, bit of a Brexiteer. They're like, oh, you're on an island with Rishi Sunak, Scylla Black, a bunch mm. of dogs, Donald Trump, some Southern Comfort, uh, yeah. bananas and a film about how women are evil they'd be like oh brilliant <laughs> I can't wait this is my heaven so I think yeah. I've sorted it for them yeah definitely <laughs> definitely and um, while we're here I mean is there anything you're up to at the minute that people should know about to find out more and see more from you at the moment oh I'll just plug I do two podcasts I do Mystery on the Rocks which is me comedians Chris Stokes and Masood Milas we drink cocktails we solve unsolved mysteries and I do a song at the end that I write during the episode Uh, we're doing a Hollywood series currently Mm -hmm. and we're solving various Hollywood mysteries Um, I also do the Queen podcast, which is the official podcast for the band Queen. It's me, uh, comedian John Robbins, Rohan Akaria and Simon Lupton. We are going through Queen's back catalogue, half an album at a time. And it is the best job I've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll plug those. <laughs> nice one. Brilliant. Well, Suze, thanks again for coming on Desert Thank Island you. Dicks today. Cheers. Cheers. Thanks for having me. 